to Say It Southern, aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. You know we're crazy about May Wearable Art, the amazing drawing line from our friend Margaret Mewborn. Have you seen her new fall collection? Have I seen it? <laughs> I bought the bracelets at the getaway. I, yes, I've seen it. I have it. I love it. Well, the new Wynn earrings are my personal favorites and the Leslie Jane. Okay, what do you like about them? Well, the Leslie Jane has a million colors. Okay. And like It's got the gold in there and a good pop of color with my dark hair. You can pick out, you know, reds, golds. There's a great taupe color. Um, and then the new Wynn are just, they're cool. They're yeah, a cool design. Like a statement piece. Yes, and they're lightweight. Well, speaking of that, I love the Darby hoop. You know, that's the big hoop with the studs that, that comes in different colors. And then everybody went crazy at the getaway over the Darden Huggy. Did oh, you see them? Yes. I mean, 31 different colors. They have the studs. They're an everyday wear or something you can dress up or dress down. I mean, they have a game day collection, the ball collection. I, it was really hard to restrain myself, <laughs> honestly. Y'all, if you need a jewelry refresh, Visit wearemae.com. Yeah, you got to remember it's M-A-E dot Speaking of the getaway, this week on the podcast, we've got Mary Hyatt from Nashville, Tennessee, the holistic life business mindset coach that we had on the getaway. She was fantastic. She worked with professional women using soul aligned coaching approach that's an embodied and sensations-based style of coaching designed to let the body and heart lead in creating a life and business that lights you up and doesn't burn you out. I cannot wait for y'all to hear what happened with the Breath at Work session on the getaway. Let's go. Mary, thank you for coming on and talking with us today. I'm so excited. This is the perfect way to end the week, talking about weird stuff with two of my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> this is your third time on our podcast. So clearly, I mean, you hold the record of repeat offenders, number one. <laughs> Clearly, we're big, big, big fans and just appreciate your um, support of what we're doing and even talking about the weird stuff, like you said. Yeah, I feel so honored to get to be on the podcast again because I feel like each conversation that we have is a little bit deeper into this self-discovery process. And it's, I don't know, I think this is the time to be talking about this stuff. People are more aware than they ever have been. I think we're hungry for tools to help us feel better. And so I'm excited to talk about breathwork today because it's such a powerful tool. Okay. So we got to know, you're going to have to explain what breathwork is to everyone. Because yeah. when I first heard it, I just thought like, almost like a meditation nap time. <laughs> you know, not, yeah. I, don't, I didn't know. I didn't know. So explain what breathwork means. Well, it is a version of that. I mean, maybe not so much the nap time piece of it, but it is it is a form of meditation. So if you think about the fact that we breathe every day and our bodies are solely... Um, they have they, we have to have breath to live. Like we can go time without food. We can go time without water, but you can't go more than like a couple minutes without breathing or else you die. So... The way that I like to think of our breath is that it really is life force energy. It feeds our cells what they need in order to feed our body what it needs to function. So it gives us, the breath alone gives us 
90% of our energy and actually clears out 70% of our toxins in our body. So when we think about detoxifying, you know, a lot of people are into juicing or cleansing or doing things to rid their body of toxins that build up, but actually at our disposal, something that is completely free is our, is our breath. And so that doesn't mean that just by breathing, how we breathe every day, that kind of shallowed, hurried breath is going to actually do that. We have to consciously breathe to help our body remove things that have built up in our systems. And so breath work is a way to kind of um, go in with intention of setting time aside to consciously breathe. So, so it's the, the opposite of unconscious. Like throughout our day, we're not aware of our breath usually. We're just breathing. It's automatic. Um, it's happening whether we like it or not. And conscious breath work setting time aside to do like an actual breathwork practice is practicing a specific type of breath for a specific amount of time. And there are all different kinds of breathwork techniques. This is ancient, ancient, ancient wisdom. Like when you talk about um, the, since the beginning of time, people have been doing versions of this. And as science has developed and as more people have gotten into this, it's evolved. And so you can do a breathwork um, practice that takes you three minutes and you're consciously just breathing deeply, you know, focusing on your inhale, helping your exhales be really deep. Um, but the kind of breathwork that, that you guys experience at the getaway is um, a full-blown hour of consciously breathing. We can talk about the technique later, but um, the purpose is to help to balance out the nervous system. So take us from that survival, fight, flight, freeze response back to that rest and digest. And, and this is what you guys experienced at the, the getaway is that it brings up a lot of that stuff that we've been burying for days and weeks and years and decades, the stuff that we haven't wanted to deal with, like emotional stuff, hard things, trauma, energy, that stuff just doesn't magically go away with a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. You know, like it gets stored in the muscles and the tissues of the body. So breathwork is a way of helping clear the body out. It's like a cleanse. Um, it helps to cleanse out whatever is stuck, frozen, or stagnant within the body. I love that. And it, it that's not the woo-woo crazy because like it's funny how, like you said, we're more aware of what's going on with ourselves right now in this age of and stage of life. But yeah. it, like more people are talking about things like this, right? Like go to yoga, go deeper in your Bible study, go for a walk, get grounded, whatever, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And it just, it sounds crazy to hear you say it, but then, and we'll talk about this again in a minute, but having experienced it, I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. Um, yeah. But um, you talk about a little bit about the language of the body and why we need to connect with that. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So this is something that we don't talk a lot about because in our current society, we have glorified the mind, the brain. So when most people go into wanting to change their lives and make their lives better for whatever reason, they usually go to therapy, talk therapy. They go, Hey, I've got some stuff going on or I'm in crisis. Things are coming up. Like the first thing we do is go to talk therapy. And 
Talk therapy is great for a lot of reasons. I love my therapist. I go very regularly. But unfortunately, what talk therapy doesn't do is address what is stored within the body. Mm -hmm. So I like to say that 20% of our wisdom available to us is in the mind. So that's our thoughts. That's the sentences in our head. That's our vocabulary. That's like the language of the mind is sentence structure. It's grammar. It's the alphabet. It's linear thinking. And because nobody thinks that there's another language, we go, okay, if I'm going to change my life, I have to change my mindset. I've got to go in and look at my belief system. I've got to, you know, find the thoughts that are limiting and no longer serving me and change the way I'm thinking. And that will change my life. And I'm not saying that's not true. It's just that it only addresses 20% of what contributes to our reality and our existence. 80% of the wisdom that we have is actually below the shoulders within the body. And our body has its own unique language. And it's not in sentences or the English language or grammar or whatever. It comes through in the form of sensations and the felt senses. So what I mean by that is we experience this internal knowing, like when we talk about our intuition, Mm -hmm. our gut knowing, the words of the Holy Spirit, you know, whatever, however we want to term that happening, it's happening inside of the body. It's not like a clear, logical, linear, analytical, rational thought. It's like, this makes no sense, but I know it's true. You know, that's like those spidey senses or you feel the energy within a room and you go, oh, this is a bad vibe. Like you can't explain that rationally. That's a feeling that you're having within your physical body that something is off in the room. You know, we're like, this is really awkward dinner. You know, you're on a date and it's like so awkward. And you're like, on paper, it checks out. He's a great guy, you know, but like in this moment, everything in your body is like, get the hell out of there. You know, like there's something, there's something that you feel, you can't even explain it. And that's the language of the body. It's the felt senses. So inside the language of the body, we have our emotions and we have our energy. And so the language that we need to, I think, really develop and start to becoming attuned to is the language of the body because so much happens. We have an emotional thought. We have a sensation, meaning a tingling, a heaviness, uh, the pit in your stomach, something feels heavy in your heart. Um, All of those sensations, we experience that before we ever have a thought about it. Our thought interprets what's going on in the body. But if you can learn to pay attention to the little whispers that are happening within the body, the little sensations, it's like you're clued in on a whole other level. You have access to this whole other um, level of wisdom available to you. And it is like, to me, an edge to life. It's like all of a sudden you go, oh, I know if this is right for me or if this is wrong for me. I don't have to go through pros and cons or if this is right or wrong. It's like, I already know that intuitively immediately. So I love teaching my coaching clients about this because when you're in distress of like, should I do this? Should I do this? And you're going through all the mental analysis and you get in that like analysis paralysis. It's like, stop, slow down, take a breath, go into the body And immediately you'll know the right choice. You'll immediately know the right answer. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've been agonizing for that for like days or weeks. And all the while the answer was right here. 
It's almost like a default, though, to bury it. You know what I mean? Like, think about people that procrastinate and things like that. They just don't want to deal. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is funny how, like, if you pause and you wait and you look at things, how, how our intuition will let that bubble to the top. Yeah. And we have really good reason for avoiding it. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, oftentimes in life, we are experiencing things that are really hard and really painful. And we have been trained to see pain as the enemy and discomfort as the enemy. So it's like, ooh, if I don't like how something feels, what do I want to do? I want to shut it down. I'm going to cope. I'm going to numb. I'm going to avoid. I'm going to disassociate. I'm going to check out. I'm going to numb out. Like whatever I can do to not feel the discomfort. And what happens is, is like, imagine something uncomfortable happens. Like you feel grief over something or you feel anger over something or you feel worried over something or um, stressed about something. What happens is, is there's like a wave. It peaks at the top and it feels really intense. But then on the other side of that peak, it goes down the bell curve and at the bottom you experience relief. And it's like, okay. What happens is, is we experience that discomfort and we don't feel like we have the tools to handle that we have to bury it and stuff it into the body. We ignore, and it doesn't go away. That's what I'm saying. Like it goes into the body. So what happens is, is we don't ever complete the stress cycle. Mm -hmm. So we cut it off before it has a chance to get to the relief. And so then it becomes frozen tension in the body. And that's why within breath work, old stuff that we haven't dealt with, that we haven't completed the cycle on have to come up because they want to be complete. You know, like our bodies are made for us to experience stressful events and then to be able to move forward and not have that control our lives. The times that we feel like our emotions are too much is because we've buried them. We don't have the, the tools. And what I, what I always want to help people learn how to, um, the tools that, to learn how to handle this is like hanging in the discomfort eventually gives you relief. But most people are afraid of that and unwilling to do it. And that's, you know, no judgment, zero shame, because that's the human response. We want to avoid pain. But as you learn tools, it, it becomes less scary. And you're like, oh yeah, I know how this goes. It peaks and then it, and then it chills out and I'm fine. Um, but that's a skill set that I think has to be developed. Yeah, that's me. I definitely, <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I think that when something <laughs> happens, Courtney's laughing at me. Okay. Um, it's like, it's easier for me just to press on, you know, I'll be sad, yeah. I'll be angry, whatever it is, but rather than like you're saying, staying in that for a, a period of time, like I'll feel the emotion, I feel it. But for me, it's like, well, I've got to, in order to get past this, it's, I've just, like you're saying, bury it down and I press on and move on right. to the next. Like I need something to do. I'll, I'll send an email or I don't know, just, it's like I press on. Yeah. Stay and, busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay busy. Um, yeah. And that's normal. Like you're not alone in that. Let's just like call that out real quick. Cause I yeah. guarantee you, like every woman can relate to that. You know, it's like, I don't have time for this. I got to get on to like, I got to get the kids from school. I got to be like, I can't sit here and be a mess. Right. And that's mm-hmm. real. So I think that let's just acknowledge the fact that sometimes we can't sit in the discomfort, but what happens is it does become a pattern. And then we become very unwilling to feel any of it. And then all of a sudden we wonder why we're, you know, 40 years having a life that's fallen apart, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and I can identify with that. I mean, y'all know my story, but it's like, uh, it, it, it builds up over time. It doesn't ever really go away. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of made me nervous about doing the breath work at the getaway was, yeah. you know, you mentioned Mary sent a video out everyone to mm-hmm. everyone, you know, for us to watch before the class. And you said in this video that people could laugh, they may cry, they may, you know, yell out, you know, I, I was like, what if I start crying in front of everyone and like, can't control myself. And I, I can't deal with this in front of, especially in front of people like, yeah. ah, abort, 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 abort. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I even went into your class and like was by the door in case I needed to leave. <laughs> yeah. Let's back up and talk about that. So when we talked about Mary coming back, it was kind of like an automatic after last year. So Mary came on our first getaway, I mean, our second getaway, and she spoke and everybody would just died over it, loved it. But then we've been watching you for a year and how you've grown your business and what you kind of tuned toward. And I'm like, Sarah, I really think we need this. She's like, eh, I don't know. Maybe she could come talk about the body bully again. And I'm like, yeah, I know that's great. But like, I think we need this. We need a moment. And you know, backstory is I've been trying to crack Sarah open for four years and and, well I've just been chipping and chipping and um, well Mary did it in about 45 minutes that's what I'm saying she is a professional (laughs) yes I am an amateur um but we always joke about the two of us you know we work so well together and we're we're like great business partners and sisters at the same time because there's no lack of honesty between us. And she's like, I don't like this. It makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, you got to push on. Sorry. (laughs) So, um, you know, we get teased a lot that I'm, I'm the feeler and she's the thinker. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, we gotta be, we gotta be both, you know? And so when we went with this breathwork idea, we were like, okay, this is going to be great. We'll have Mary lead it. And you're always so like, yes, I'll do whatever. Let me just feel the vibe and see what happens. And so we called you and we put this together and it was And just, I, I got to say, I was nervous. Were you? Okay. That's like, what I was about I was. to ask you. I was nervous because, okay, so I've done a million and a half breathwork ceremonies. Like facilitating that is you know, easy peasy for me. Right. But I was like, I'm coming in to an environment that I know that the women there, this is not their norm. Like I'm usually working with people who, you know, are into yoga, they do meditation, like this is their vibe there and all that stuff. And so I was like, I'm going into a group of women who are just amazing women. Like all of y'all are just so put together, so beautiful. Like, you know, I always know at the getaway, it's like, you better bring your dresses, you better bring your jewelry, you better, you know, you got, you got to be ready for this, you know? And I was like, I don't know how, how receptive they're going to be. You know, like, I really was like, this may be, I may get people walking out. I may get people who are just like stone cold barriers up, walls up, like not going there. And that's where I have to really just trust in the process and trust in the breath work itself and just know that like spirit's going to come through and like, it's not all up to me to make those breakthroughs happen, which is beautiful. Um, but I was like, I, I don't know how this is going to go. And I, you know, I'm like, I hope it's what they want. I I remember telling you, Courtney, I was like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And And I was like, like, hundred percent. We're all in. Yes. Let's do it. Let's break these women open. I want to see it. And that is exactly what happened. Yes. It's exactly what happened. So set the stage for us, Mary. How did you prep the room? How did you, how'd you get to the point? Kind of, kind of set the stage for those that weren't there. Yeah. So I always like to set the room up early. And that just means like, I want to create always, always, always a safe space because I know that what's going to happen inside of breath work is going to be vulnerable. And usually for people who've never done breath work before, you have all these preconceived notions, um, 
there's, there's some anxiety that comes along with that. And like, uh, Sarah, you're saying like, okay, I don't want to do this. And this is like, okay, I'm going with it. But there, there's, there was a lot of that in the room. And I knew that walking in. So I wanted to go in, I lit a few candles, just like, you know, people go into, um, a church service early. And it's like, you, you set the environment up so that it can hold that space. So for me, I always take a few minutes beforehand to pray, to ask God to come through me, because I know that really this work isn't, it's not about me. Like it's not an ego trip. I'm not on some illusion that I think that I'm the healer. You know, it's like, no, like this work comes through like I'm the channel, I'm the vessel, I'm, I'm, I'm the person that, you know, for whatever reason, this gift comes through. So I have to like check myself first. And so there's prayer, there's meditation. I'm kind of doing my own breath work for a few minutes. And then I just kind of like go around the room and just bless the energy of the room. Cause I know that there's going to be heavy stuff that comes up. So I just envision like the best possible outcome for all of the women involved, that they receive the healing that they're ready for, that breakthroughs happen and really set the intention that the space and the container can hold that and make it really safe. So by the time people are coming up, it's like, we were talking about the vibes, you know, like you can feel the vibe of a room. I want people to walk in and go, Okay. You totally could. Yes, Don't you think? Yes. I mean, uh-huh. we were even, you know, the, one of the last ones in, cause we wanted to make sure everybody had a space and you know, that was Sarah. This is so, <laughs> this is so typical Sarah. She was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay by the door in case, you know, the catering needs us downstairs or something happens. And I was like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just get right by that door. <laughs> but we came up and it was just like the music and the smells. And we were like, oh, get me in here. You know, I'm like, yeah. I don't care. She tranquilizes me, hypnotizes me. <laughs> if I go around Saturn and come back to earth, reincarnated, whatever happens, it's going to be good. But t- <laughs> tell us more about you and what you're. Well, I mean, I, at that time I was, I was like, you know, it, it did. The vibe was good. The vibe was good. Um, I was definitely a skeptic. Uh, there were some other ladies in there, you know, Mary, you talked about yeah. that and I caught eyes with, with me, uh, Margaret and we were both like, what are we doing? You know, yeah. she's a lot like I am. And she was also the first person I saw when I set up and both of us were like, what happened in here? Like what just happened to us? You know, <laughs> it was, I don't, I still am like a loss of words for what, what happened. Um, but I do want to talk, like once we started getting into the breath work, uh, for those, Mary knows, Courtney knows this, but I was obviously struggling, didn't even know it. I mean, I thought I was kind of in there doing the breath, thought I was doing the circle breathing and all that. But Mary, you knew that I needed help. Like, I guess. Talk, yeah, talk through it. So for the listeners, yeah, I'm, I'm on my back. I've got a towel on my face. I think I'm doing the breath work. I'm a little uncomfortable. Like I just can't get quite situated. My mind is kind of racing, thinking about all these different things. I'm actually even thinking like, are people crying? Are people liking this? You know, what's happening? Oh, I like this song. This music's good. I smell this, this rose scent and all of that. And then all of a sudden Mary came to me and started tapping on my chest. And it was like, almost like, I wanted to like slap you away, Mary. I was like, get away. Like almost this anger. Like now I really can't Mm. breathe. I felt like I could inhale, but nothing, I could not get anything out. And I don't know how long you were there with me, but you continued continuously uh, tapped on my chest until it was like everything just released. Like Mm -hmm. it was a huge, just 
my whole body, air, like I exhaled and my entire body just, I felt everything come out of me. I don't, that sounds so weird. Like an exorcism. It does. But <laughs> tears, I mean, immediately just started pouring out of my face. I was, my lips were quivering. I could not control it. And then you left and I could, I could actually breathe again. And all these thoughts started coming to mind. I started thinking about my girls and we have, I've been through a lot this past year. And all I could think about was, was them. And like, mm. they're going through this as well and how I needed to be better and have more patience and be more loving and understanding with them. And, you know, I thought about the getaway and just my mind started going to this place of like, of reflection and just, it, just an incredible, I mean, I walked out of there a changed person. Like my life has been changed since that day. And I still don't even know how to describe it. You said it best to me when I was like, I, I just don't understand. And you made the comment that it's kind of like when somebody has a lump in your throat. And this is the only way I can describe it to people. Mm-hmm. You get a lump in your throat when you're nervous or you're upset, choked up and nothing com- comes out. You can't speak. Well, it's like, that's what was happening in my heart. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, that's that the only way I cry, Sarah. I know I'm feeling it. I'm like, I, I can feel it. Yeah. yeah. And I just, it's so hard to describe, but it truly, like, I feel like a changed person from one session in there, just from wow. being able to exhale. Well, they say that breath work is like 10 psychotherapy sessions in one hour. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about this is what I was saying. Like the problem with talk therapy is you're trying, you, you bypass what's happening in the body and you start overanalyzing. You're like, where did this come from? Why am I emotional? Why did this bother me? Where in childhood was this? You know, like, again, there's place for that. But when you're dealing with emotional issues with trauma, buried trauma, and I don't even mean like huge trauma, like you know, you were abused as a child or you were raped or you experienced really horrific things um, in your past. It can be chronic stress over time or, or walking on eggshells with your mother-in-law for the past decade or feeling like you can't be your true self with your husband and having to sacrifice parts of yourself, right? It can be these, these small traumas built up over time, but the experience in the body is the same. So the way that I think about it, like for you, Sarah, it's like, think about how long you've been pressing down that, like, I'm not going to feel it. I'm not going to feel it. We're not going to go there. I'm, you know, my walls are up like, no, 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 no. And the minute that you give the body an opportunity to say it's safe now, Mm -hmm. You can release that. You don't even have to know, like, I don't know what I was crying about, or I don't know where this emotion came up from. You don't have to go in and analyze that. You can trust that the body always knows how to move through it. Like that's the body's job to bring us back to homeostasis, back to wholeness, back to healing. And I oftentimes like say, when you're done with breath work, you're done. Like it's complete. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to, like for you to say, I don't know how to voice this. You don't have to, Mm. you don't have to know how to explain it because it's not something that's happening in the brain. Remember the language of the body. It's something that you felt as a sensation and there's no language to describe energetically what's going on. So it's like, you know, that something shifted, you know, that there was a change that occurred, but again, it's not at the level of the rational mind. It's in the the language of the body. So I loved how you described it. Like it felt like a lump in my throat that just, you know, uncorked and all of a sudden the flood of, of my emotions can, can come through. That's exactly what's going on. It's something in the body 
not in the mind. And that's what I love about breathwork is it brings all that up. And for me, like when I saw you, you know, in there, I mean, now again, I facilitate this. So I, my job is to have a trained eye to see like, where are those blocks in people? And I can usually notice a, it's a feeling like for me, intuition, like totally a God thing. Like, Ooh, I need to like walk over here and I'm noticing something in someone, but I can also physically see it. Like I can see somebody who's tense and tight. I can see somebody who's breathing shallow. I can notice that it looks like it's constricted in your heart. And so for me, like when I saw you, I was like, and I obviously knew, you know, kind of going in, like how you were feeling about it. And so I was like, oh yeah, like that is in her heart a hundred percent. And so for my job is to go over there and assist in that release because mm-hmm. your body has done such a great job at protecting you, you know, like it really has. And so it's like sending a different signal to your body to say, okay, you've, you've done this holding on for a long time now and you don't have to do that anymore. You can release. And yeah. that's what, that's what it was. Yeah. So the tapping that you did, I mean, you know me, I'm like in there and I'm trying not to peek out of the side of my thing, but I was, I mean, I had hands in the air. I mean, I was like all in and the tapping, cause you grabbed my shoulder and you kind of rubbed me for a second and then moved on. But what, what is that doing? Like when you're tapping on Sarah's chest, cause I was like, is she about to get life lighted out of here? What is, are they doing chest compressions, mouth to mouth? What is happening? And I didn't look, but yeah. I could hear some struggling happening. So what was, what was going on? So imagine like, I'm going to try to use a metaphor for this. So imagine that like there's a space within the body that's like concrete. Okay. So it's solid, it's compacted, it's stagnant. So the energy of her heart, I could tell was like that. It was like concrete, you know, like it's like, and that's really true a lot of times for people is that, you know, it's like, oh, I've got, you know, feels like my shoulders are bricks or whatever. You know, we feel like we had this tightness, this constriction, this compounding. So imagine like a tapping is almost like a jackhammer, you know, it's coming up and it's loosening and breaking up the energy so that it has a pathway to move again. Now, if you want to geek out about this, you know, China, this is what Chinese medicine is all about is like opening up the, the energetic pathways within the body by, um, stimulating different meridian points. So there are tons of meridian points within the heart that connect to all these different areas of the body. And so tapping it is one way to jackhammer that up. Like, you know, create a, um, a vibration that, um, loosens what you have compacted, what you've contracted, what you've, you know, really built this solid, um, barrier. And so that's exactly what it is. So then all of a sudden what was in the body has a chance to move up through the heart, through the throat, and then out through, like in this case, the crying right? Like our tears have amazing um, hormones that get released when we cry. And every type of cry that we cry has a different set of hormones. So if you're crying from grief, if you're crying from frustration, Mm. if you're crying from sadness, if you're crying from happiness, they're all, they're different hormones that get released. So from an actual chemical standpoint, your body is releasing chemistry that has been like backlogged uh, through the body. So tears are an amazing way to release that. Laughter is an amazing way to release that. Coughing, yawning, um, making noises. Um, so there's essentially like three ways to release through breath, through movement and through sound, right? So a lot of times like 
I'll instruct people, especially if I'm doing a one-on-one to make an audible exhale, like a nice big sigh that they can hear because that can help move energy. So all that we were doing was breaking that up so that what was kind of below the surface held in her body, that frozen tension could come up out and complete that stress cycle. Mm -hmm. So again, it's done. Like that, whatever, whatever release like was complete, like it got a chance to get to that place of relief, but it had to be released in order to get there. Explain how you you love this. I know it's amazing. I mean, I could lay down on the floor right now. (laughs) Tap my chest, Courtney. Tap my chest, please. Uh, I have been for four years. So uh, tell about like when it was over and you got it. I mean, you were like still. I got up. I could not, my tears would not stop. Like I I still Mm. felt like I couldn't really, I just, I couldn't control my emotion. And all I could think about, like I said, was my girls. I immediately went downstairs, got my phone, sent texts to my girls messages. They were in school, you know, I'm away of just, you know, to a 10 year old, like, I love you. We've been through a lot, you know, I mean, just the whole, I'm like a paragraph. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I just want you to know, like, it is okay. And, you know, I'm, I'm struggling too. And I'm sorry, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> cause she's the one I take everything out on. So that she's the one that I really thought mm-hmm. the most about. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. and that's just not fair. But then, so I walked downstairs too. And like to come get some fresh air, I was like, I need to step out for a minute before we, <laughs> before we keep going. We talked about this <laughs> in the first podcast. And yeah, I was like, she hit the eject button and I was like, gone. Yeah. Well, and I was like, I just need to take some deep breaths, like by myself outside before everyone comes down. And Sarah Wenzel, who was with us, and Allison Fight, who were there helping us, they were not participating. They were downstairs getting everything set up. So they walked downstairs and they saw me and they said, Are you okay? Like, what? Sarah took me outside and was like, just looking at me. I was like, I, I can't even describe what's happening to me right now. I just, I need a second. Mm-hmm. And she was just, I think, kind of scared her almost, like, Oh no, like something mm-hmm. has just happened to Sarah bad. And she kind of left me alone and she kind of came back. And, but I, I couldn't even like, every time I would start thinking about the breath work session, I would start tearing up again. And I just, mm-hmm. I didn't, ha- couldn't find the words. I still can. Like you said, I guess it's just the emotion, uh, which explains that. Um, but I feel like since this has happened, I've been a better mother. Mm. I really do. Like I've been more understanding, more patient with them. Um, I've been open to new things mm-hmm. that I haven't done in the past. I, my work has been better. Like my stress level, it doesn't feel like I don't feel rushed to get everything done. It's just kind of like, it's going to get done, you know? And I don't mm-hmm. feel this like pressure to work, 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 work all the time. Yeah. So I just, I really, Mary, wow. I, whatever you did to me, thank you. <laughs> Do it again, Mary. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. No, it's amazing because I mean, it shifts, it shifts your nervous system, right? So when you're in that hyper aroused survival state, flight, fright, flight, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, you, everything is like red, you know, the, the pedal is pushed all the way down to 90 miles an hour. You're in fifth gear and you're just going, 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 right. It's like, I mean, that's how it feels inside the body. So the moment that you interrupt that pattern, which is what you did, all of a sudden you gave your nervous system a chance to go, there might be another response to life that I have access to that I haven't been able to see up until now. And so having that getting stuck on red, it's like, you can't get out of it. You know, you get stuck there and then your whole life, it's like something temporary becomes the way you live your life. And you don't know how to decompress, shut off, take a vacation, chill out, unless you had three glasses of wine, 
you know? And so it's like, what's beautiful about this work is it gives you an opportunity to go, oh my gosh, I've been living this way for so long. And now I have another option. Now I have like, I've cracked open the door to go, oh my gosh, there's a different way of of relating to people in my life. There's a different way of relating to life. And it is a slower version. It is um, a more calm way, a more grounded way of approaching life. It's beautiful. And it, it really like, this is, this is the healing journey. This is why I do what I do because it gives you access to a life that you didn't have access to before this kind of work. Well, I'll tell you just, it set the tone for the weekend. I mean, people, of course we were all like, what just happened? You know, and everybody set up. (laughs) It wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. It was every single person in the room. I mean, we all needed like a cigarette after. (laughs) And totally. And um, so, but it set the tone for the weekend. I mean, I can't tell you how many people came up to us and were like, y'all just seem so relaxed, so easy. It's like being with a bunch of girlfriends, which is what we want, obviously. But I just think that that helped us get there and just go, it's bigger than all this. It's bigger than the pretty dresses and the jewelry. It's about the relationships and the connections and opening yourself up to new people and new things and seeing yourself upside down, you know? I mean, really, like, yeah. Flip it over, a different perspective. And so you really, you are a gift and you are gifted. And um, we just appreciate so much you your relationship and we, we really treasure it. Thank you. Same. I mean, I just adore I, you guys. I want my friends to do this, Yeah, that we're not at the getaway. Yeah. So how can yeah. they schedule a time with you? Yeah. So a couple of different ways. I mean, number one, reach out to me. Um, you can reach out to me through Instagram, Mary G. Hyatt, send me a DM and you know we can talk about options. Um, I don't have anything booked like where you can just like click and book um, on my website because it really is an instant process. Like there's a conversation that kind of has to happen beforehand, but you can email me through my website, maryhyatt.com. But there's a couple different options. One, I host breathwork once a month at my house in Nashville. So if you're local to me, great. I'd love to have you. And then I also do um, private breathwork events. So this is like not the main thing that I do. Y'all know, like I'm yes. a life coach and business consultant. This is a piece of the work that I do with women who are building businesses. Um, but I love this as like an introduction to this work. So I can come to you um, and you can bring, you know, 10, 12 of your closest girlfriends and create a whole night of it. And I always at my house, it's a two hour event. And we end the night with some beautiful like rose quartz infused cocktails. And it's just like, it's a whole vibe. It's a whole, it's a whole fun thing. Um, so you can schedule that with me, obviously. I want you girls to come down to Nashville or I need to come to y'all. Like we gotta, we gotta get it together. But I definitely do what I would call like a private and that could be one-to-one or that could be obviously um, a whole group. And I do do it online as well. So if you're not local, we can do it over Zoom. It's different. You know, like in person is I get to lay hands on you. I get to I get to touch you and move that energy. Um, but online can be very powerful as well. Yeah. Well, sign me up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. Gonna we're gonna make that happen. <laughs> yes, for sure. Totally. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this, like I said, Mary, the breathwork session we had truly changed my life. So thank you. Um, like seriously, I don't even, I'll, here we go again. I'm going to start crying again, just thinking about it. But, um, I appreciate you and what you're doing. And I hope that our listeners will reach in and take some deep breaths as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
thank you for having me back. I mean, whether you knew it or not, you agreed to what happened, you know, just by inviting me back. And I am over the moon that that was what you experienced. And this is just the beginning. I think I said that to you over text. I'm like, this is just the beginning. And I really believe that like, not only for you, but for anybody who's doing any of this work, it's like these moments are so powerful and there's so much goodness, so much richness, so much beauty that life has to offer. And this is the invitation. So thank you for letting me help, you know, facilitate that. Well, keep, keep next September open. Cause we're going to need you back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Done and done. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you soon, Mary. All right. Bye girls. All right. Bye. bye.